Hello and welcome back to The Spiritual Leader. I am your number one host, Darren Baldwin, and I'm joined here by my number one co-host, Laura. Just just uh, having a little fun this morning. We are uh, super excited uh, about this subject. Laura, it's a little bit of um, a heavier subject. Uh, it's not like people would sign up for this if this was a conference and pay a lot of money to go to it because no. really nobody wants <laughs> nobody to grow wants to ad- and nobody wants to admit <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to admit i want to i i we're just going to jump in the, right now i uh i was just thinking um about the this filming here and uh i just the the reality of this is where i want to start today the reality of what do you do when you are literally just knocked off of your 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 horse <laughs> your i'm saying when something devastating happens uh how do you how do you deal with that emotionally what do you do when we've had an instances in our marriage what do you do when you feel like you're at the end uh you you don't have anything left in the tank uh, what do you do when you're praying for someone or a, a, a family member or a church member yeah. and you put everything you had into a circumstance or a situation and it ends up not turning out the way that you want. These are the emotional, whatever you want to call them, nuclear bombs that sometimes, not sometimes, they will probably happen in most of our lives that we're going to have some kind of a, a catastrophe of some sort, Laura, that's going to just literally, it has the potential to destroy us. How do you deal with those circumstances? You know, how do you deal with them? I mean, what what's some things that we've gone through? I mean, aside from, you know, just our personal, our marriage, uh, you know, where we, we both hit a wall. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd like to go because I think, a lot of times it's not even the catastrophes. It's just like, it's just life, mm. you know, just dealing with everyday situations and things. I know um, with having children, um, specifically when they get into those preteen or those teenage years, oh, Jesus. Um, I think it can be, um, you'll find challenges there that you did not have when they were younger. Um, it's a whole new ball game, so to speak. And we youth pastored for uh, 10 plus years. And so I, I feel like during that time, you know, it kind of maybe gave us a little, a little, extra, <laughs> little extra foot up, you know, a little bit. Um, but I'll tell you, when you bring children into the mix, and specifically when they get older, um, you know, mine are just teenagers right now. So again, when, you know, when they leave the house. That's going to be a whole different ball game that we're getting into that we've yet to experience. So mm-hmm. I cannot yet speak to that, but I can speak to teenagers and the children. But when um, they become teenagers, you know, that, that there's a play on your emotions there sometimes, you know, I mean, yeah. if your children experience heartache, you know, and it's oh, like man. you feel for them. You feel that heartache. Or if your children are going in a direction that you know is not the best for them or they've made a decision um, that could, uh, you know, bring them harm or could uh, or could bring them heartache. And, you know, when you see that and if you get emotionally wrapped up and charged in that, it will take you on a roller coaster ride. And 
I was telling you the other day that the Lord really dealt with me. You know, there was a situation with one of my children. And I've, I mean, I've, I pray for my children. I speak faith declarations over my children on an everyday basis. I'm releasing the word of the Lord over them. Why am I doing that? Because it's creating their future. You know, it's, 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 um, I mean, I, I believe that the word works. I believe yeah. prayer works. And, uh, but the, the other day I was just, I was, um, not consumed, but just getting very emotional about a situation and just really, uh, just pouring my heart out to the Lord. And I felt like he corrected me and, and said, you know, you're getting too emotionally wrapped up in this and it's becoming a distraction from really what you're called to do and your purpose. And it's like, either you trust me or you don't trust me, you know? So it's like, keep speaking, keep declaring, keep the switch of faith on, but don't allow yourself to get to a place where it's like your heart, it feels like it's just like, you know, being torn this way and that way. Because when you get in that place, I feel like it can become a distraction. Um, And sometimes you can't see clearly either, you know, with with where you're at. It can affect your marriage. It can affect um, whatever area of life you're in at that moment. If you allow an emotional uh, situation to become a distraction. Yeah, it's interesting. And I'm thinking about, like, uh, what we have as a fruit of our spirit is self-control. And that is always a, uh, it's always one of those things that we, we can't forget about because emotions don't control us. Yes. It doesn't mean that they're not real. Yes. Uh, but like what you're saying, and this is a part of that process that we've been describing of emotional maturity. It's really learning to live from within. And that's what you did in that yeah. instance. The Lord really ministered to your spirit. Yeah. And then you kind of, you took control you have the ability to control well, I was your own say, emotions. Because you you know, you know, always hear people say, exercise self-control. Well, if you think about that, if you want to lose weight or if you want to be healthier or whatever, you have to get out and exercise. Exercise is not fun. There are some people who love to exercise. I am not one of them. I despise it with every fiber in my being. But it's, some, it's a choice that <laughs> I have to make to get out to walk, to run, to ride my bike. You know, but I have to choose that. So in the same way, when you exercise self-control, self-control does not just happen. Mm. You have to intentionally and on purpose exercise that. You have to walk that out. And it's interesting. So even thinking about uh, going back to what I kind of kicked it off with, thinking about we've had some instances probably just like most of you all listening uh, instances that were very, very challenging. Laura's describing the day-to-day and, and parenting and just relationships. Uh, one of the things that really was a big challenge to me was when those more devastating things happen, because uh, they do happen to some of us. We have, uh, uh, we I know a minister years and years ago, probably 15 years ago or more, she woke up. Uh, she was a graduate, a, a graduate of the school I went to uh, for ministry training, and actually an instructor there. She woke up one morning, and her husband had passed away in the middle of the night. Yeah, and unexpectedly, unexpectedly, she was a, a minister of the Word of God, of faith, and here she is faced with this dilemma that contradicted everything that she had been taught and learned and believed. This 
unbelievable thing had happened. And I, I just, I, Laura, I don't even know like what to say. You know, we've, we've seen some things pastoring where you have lost ones that you loved and you believe for. And just speaking from my personal experience, and I know I've watched you uh, walk through some things as well. These things were extremely difficult emotionally. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you just, the, the enemy gets in there and he he just ha- wreaks havoc on your emotions and then it affects your physical. You mentioned yeah. something the other day about stress. Yes. And stress really is it's something that's physically released in our body, but it really does, I think it has a strong it connection to emotion. You. It will cause sickness. Yes. It will cause disease. It will cause aging. Yeah. All, all that stuff, but it all goes back to this really uh, a weakness of not being able to to control ourselves emotionally. Well, I was going to say when, you know, unexpected loss or Mm. tragedy and those things happen, and of course there's the emotions, the grief, you know, those, some of that, it's a process you're going to have to walk through. You Mm. can't just turn it off. But one thing that will cause you to go down into an emotional stupor is asking the question, why? Oh, Jesus. And that question, why, has destroyed many Mm. a person. When you When you ask why, and then you get in your head, and then over and over, and you don't let it go, it will rob you of peace, of joy, of stability, mm. and, and it will. It'll cause that stress and that pressure to really to eat you from the inside out. Mm. So that's, that's one caution um, to, you know, if you experience a, a devastating financial loss, whatever it may be, you have to exercise self-control. So Allow good. yourself to grieve. Because there is a grieving process, yes. and, and and really, there's a, there's there. It's healthy in a sense to go through that grieving process. But if you do not exercise self control with going down, mm. there's two ways you can go. You can grieve in a healthy way, or you can grieve in a way that is destructive. And that's why so many times, and you'll see people, they'll they'll reach for the alcohol. They'll reach for the prescription drugs. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll look out here for something external to try and fill that void. But it's a lot of times it starts with that question, why? And you have to recognize that and exercise self-control. I, you know, I think we're actually touching on an area I didn't, I didn't see this evolving into. And that is really, this is a spiritual, we're getting back to the things of the spirit. And that's what the Lord was trying to remind me of in the last couple of days the spirit is should have precedence over all of the emotions are a part of our soul. Yeah. We are not a soul. We have yeah. a soul. Yes. We live in a body, but we are primarily a spiritual being. But I'm seeing Laura so much more clearly than I thought I would the importance of living from the spirit. Yeah. Because what we, what we're talking about here is we're going to face challenges. We're yeah. going to face challenges in marriage. We're going to face challenges in emotions and parenting. We're going to face challenges in our ministries or businesses or careers or health, whatever those things might be. But we have a something on the inside of us. If we're, you know, born again and, and joined to the Holy Spirit, we have those fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. And self-control, Laura, the Lord started ministering this to me over the last couple of years, the importance and really the neglect 
of that fruit of the spirit of self-control. And good God, look around on social media right now. I was going to say, you're seeing the evidence of of, no self-control. Of millions of people who have absolute no self-control. I mean, there have been many times that I have gone to want to post something and the Holy (laughs) Spirit, and and it's not that I was going to post something bad. I mean, it was good. It was scripture. It was, you know, uh, godly. But I was post, or I wanted to post it with the wrong motives. There, mm. you know, there was another mm, kind of in there, and the mm. Holy Spirit would arrest me. And I had a choice, and thank God, every time, every time, I would exercise self control, mm. and I would, I would release that. Laura, self control is, I think, the key to. Our emotions should not rule us. No, we have emotions. Yes, but they should not. They rule should us. not rule us. Now yes. we. Like you, like we described in King David and Elijah, all throughout the scriptures, you see strong emotions being displayed. Yeah. Uh, King David had the, probably the widest uh, that we've seen into someone's life in scripture. Every emotion you can imagine, year after year, you name it, he had it, and he walked through it uh, consistently. But the thing is, with with us, Laura, those emotions are not, they're not, they don't, they're not not real, yeah. They are real. Very I mean, real. when when if we get upset at one another, those emotions are real. Yeah. If one of our children, uh, you know, did something they shouldn't have have done, uh, and it, it it just it like like your dad said one time, when your children are young, they have your heart, right? When they're teenagers, they rip your heart out and throw it on the ground and stomp on it. And, you know, you know, I'm not saying that maybe your children don't do that. But teenagers in general that are trying to ex- find their independence and, you know, there's that, that, that period of their time where they're growing and learning the boundaries of authority and who they are, et cetera, that, is, that could be painful, right? Yeah. So it's like going through that stuff, we can't allow those emotions to override our spirit man. Yeah. It's just so important. Because if if it does, it will, like I had said a couple minutes ago, it can derail you. Yeah. Oh, it dis- will. Or distract you from really the place you're called to walk in and to live from. I, uh, yeah, it's in that, Laura, that we've seen that. Yeah. We've almost experienced a lot of that I, where you want to quit, you don't yeah. want to deal with it, you don't want to cope, which we're going to be talking about in the next episode, by how the way. Cope, coping how and how, yeah. pe- how people cope in bad ways, but then how to actually overcome yeah. some of these obstacles. Um, I went through a training years ago, Laura, and they said this, and this always stuck with me. They said people either run to pleasure or they run away from pain. Yeah. And unfortunately, this is where that immaturity comes in. You're going to, depending on which one's greater, if your pain is greater, you're going to run from something. If there's an opportunity for pleasure, and I'm not just talking like a sinful pleasure, just pleasure, happiness, joy, whatever, you're going to either run to that or you're going to run away from pain. When we're immature and underdeveloped, uh, that's why we say if, if you're in the fire, stay in the fire. I mean, just let the fire work, right? If you're in the, if you're in a difficult situation, don't abandon the process. That's scriptural, Laura and James. Count it all joy when you face challenges of of all sorts. That process will develop your inner fortitude and character. Yeah, that's what we need. 
we talked about this the other day, Laura. We looked at different uh, world leaders, for example, or, or CEOs that are world-renowned. But in particular, we looked at, like, different leaders that have led here in the United States of America. And you have to ask yourself, how do these people lead at such a high level and still look like they're normal? Yeah. How come they're not all going to the, the insane asylum, you know? They have developed themselves, Laura. Saved or unsaved, they have developed themselves emotionally to be able to withstand pressure, right? And if we don't start where we are, we're never going to be able to grow. I can handle stuff now, Laura, that 10 years, 15, 20 years ago, there's no possible way I would have been able to withstand. But what has it been? Little by little by little by little. We've seen that with our own staff here um, in the church. So good. Uh, You know, when when pressure comes and it begins to squeeze, it gets too hot in the kitchen, so to speak. And we've seen different staff or leaders of ours and they started squirming. It was, it was too much to bear for them at the time and they wanted to tuck tail and run. Mm-hmm. But thankfully they had uh, leaders like we were to, to really encourage them and say, no, you stay steady. We're, we're going to make this through. And thankfully they were smart enough to tether themselves to somebody else that was saying, hey, don't tuck tail and run, but just stick it out. So there's actual principle in that, you know, when you're wanting to to run and hightail, don't don't go down and ask for somebody's opinion. Go up, look up. And when you find somebody up there that's saying, no, you can make it. I've been, I've made it. You can make it. You tether yourself to those people. Mm. And we've seen that they've continued to move forward, even when it got tough and it got sticky at times. And they made it through. And they're so much stronger. And so now, much stronger. when something happens that maybe it happened two years ago and it did, like, whew, I'm out of here. It's nothing now. It's absolutely nothing. But there's a principle in that, I don't know if it's a word, stick to ofness. Just stick to ofness. You, you stick to it. You, you keep moving forward. You'll learn something in that process. I think, Laura, you're nailing You'll it grow. on. The- you will grow. That's- too many times. I've seen too many people. It's like they start to get their roots down. They start to move forward. And then something happens, whether in their control or out of their control. And then they just tuck tail and run. Like you said, they run towards pleasure or they run, run away, away from, from pain. They run yeah. away from pain. Yeah. And really, it's like now they got to start that process all over again. And, you know, Laura, the bottom line is God and his kingdom, he needs people that are stable. He needs people yes. that are fixed. And the yes. only way to get there is through the process, the process of, of, <laughs> of growing, of, growing. <laughs> of maturing. I remember uh, all of our kids probably at different times when they were little kids, they'd come in and say, Mama, can you rub my legs? I'm having, you know, and Laura would say, oh, that's just growing pains. Yep, <laughs> you <legs>. know, yep. <laughs> she'd rub their legs. I'd try to roll over and go to sleep. Laura's <laughs> over there, you know, doing the motherly thing and rubbing their legs and the whole nine yards. And I, I kind of looked at that, but that's a great example you're going to go through growing pains and this folks you're never going to get to where god wants you to be if you're not willing to go through the process Mm -hmm. and that's just they they, you can't some of the pain (laughs) and and it's gonna and it is painful and i wish somebody would have told sat me down and told me that 20 years ago it's it's painful when you're going through it but it's worth it it's worth it my goodness it's worth it it's worth it so much stronger you're so you're able to handle 
and endure and withstand so much more once you've gone through that. Amen, amen, amen. So, so good. Well, I hope you're uh, getting something out of this. I know I am. Uh, We're looking forward to getting into the next episode uh, with you next week on how to deal, how to cope, and unfortunately, how people cope with the wrong the wrong things in their life. So and we're going to give you some, and we're going to give some, going to give you some faith yeah. and some hope too. So, Hey, we love you. And, uh, thanks for listening. God bless. We'll see you real soon.